wherever you go. And so I do have a sermon this morning. And so I was prepared. So the Lord led in that way. Before we get started with that, though, uh, because the sermon was for my church. It wasn't for, for anyone else. And I'm finding, hermano, I appreciate what you said this morning, that you're going into new territory. Okay? You're going into a place where people don't know the basics. You know, even, even you know, how to use a Bible or the fact that you should have a Bible. Um, maybe even not even reading the Bible because the Catholics still around the world teach you don't need to read God's Word uh, because you won't understand it. Okay? Uh, I am a pastor now. I just, um, I, I'm a new pastor. You're probably thinking, well, you don't look that new. But yes, I am a new pastor. Uh, uh, probably, well, 4th of July, so I guess it's going on two months now, of a Southern Baptist church. Okay, now relax, relax, okay. It is a Southern Baptist church. Well, let me tell you something about the Southern Baptists. I come from an independent background. Uh, you mentioned Palm Bluff, Arkansas, which is where I was said 31 years ago at um, uh, Victory Baptist Church, which is where I met Miss Bailey 31 years ago. She was a school teacher there and uh, got saved in an independent Baptist church and got trained up, raised up in an independent Baptist church, and I'm thankful for that. Praise the Lord. I am now the pastor of a Southern Baptist church, and uh, folks, it's kind of like going, well, I've been there for 10 years, okay? I haven't been a pastor there only for about two months, but I've been there for two years, and I can see in over that time that the Lord has working not only, been working not only in my life, but in the life of the church and in the life of these folks here. We are down to, or got down to, about 24 people, uh, as you had mentioned earlier, maybe even 20 people on a good Sunday morning, five or six on a Sunday evening. Uh, this past Sunday, we had 32 people, and we had six of those, or seven of those were new people, had just come to the church there. So we had gone down, hopefully, to the bottom, and now we're starting to go up. I mentioned the fact that there are Southern Baptists because I feel that I'm having to train these folks in the basics of the Bible. They're very good people, okay, the Southern Baptists. Uh, do, do any of you come from a Southern Baptist background, perhaps? Okay, you do. Okay. Uh, people that love the Lord people that, that want to do good, people that have a heart for the things of the Lord. And yet it's only up to a point, that's what I see. Okay, It's only up to a point. When you're asked to go a little bit farther, it's like, oh, well, we don't do that. Okay, We don't do that. And this is the type of thing that I'm having to, or we don't do that, or we'll let somebody else do that. Okay, that, That's an easy thing to do. You probably don't run encounter that here in your church, brother, but, but in other churches, in my church, we'll let somebody else uh, uh, do that. And I have found that with Southern Baptists to, the, to, to that extent, especially in my church here. Uh, some of the things that I have had to encounter already, and I talked to the church last Sunday. Last Sunday evening, I didn't preach to them. I had a message, but I didn't preach to them because the Lord had laid something on my heart. With those new people that are coming in, and we're going to start growing, and I've been telling folks, you're going to start growing. Trust the Lord. Don't trust me, but trust the Lord. We're going to start growing. And we had seven new people. Well, some of the things that you and I are going to have to deal with with these people here that are coming in is that they don't know how to come to church. They don't know what to do in church. They may think they do, okay? But one of the things that we're, two of the things that we're going to have to deal with pretty quick is adultery and fornication in our church. In our church, right here in our church, Pastor? And I said, yeah, but don't, when I say in our church, not on the floor, folks. Get your mind out of the gutter, okay? But new people that are coming in, we have young couples living together as husband and wife who are not married. 
What do you do about something like that? Oh, man, you run them out. No, we don't do that. You embrace them. You bring them in. You train them. But first, first and most importantly, we have to bathe all of that in prayer. And that's why I brought it to the church. I said, I can't do this type of thing. We've had adultery in our church, folks. Yeah, adultery in our church. And, and I told them, one of these days, I'm going to have to go and confront somebody's husband or somebody's wife and even though, you know, they said, well, we're just friends. We're not doing anything. We're just friends. Okay? It's like the appearance of evil does not have to be in God's house. I don't want it in this house. You don't want it in this house. And, and a lot of these folks, we're down, like I said, we're down to about 24, maybe 30 people. And, and they are the core. Okay? They are the people that have stuck it out for the last year and a half that we've been looking for a pastor. We've been without a pastor for a year and a half. They've trusted Jeremiah 3.15, which says, And I shall give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. They waited on the Lord to give them the right pastor. I keep reminding them that every time I stand up to preach. And you've got God's man right behind the pulpit today. Okay, they are having to learn these basic things. And one of the basic things that you must learn is to bathe everything in prayer. I cannot go by myself to these people who are in adultery or the appearance of adultery, let's put it that way, by myself. I mean, I will go by myself, but I need you to go with me in prayer. That's why they need to know these things. Same thing with fornication. When new people come into the church, like I said, having children without the benefit of marriage, okay? This is all around us. This has been in our church before. A couple weeks ago, another thing that I had to deal with our folks here is uh, a spirit of contention came into our... I had to confront a spirit of contention. I've only been a pastor for a month, a month and a half at that time. You need to do this, and why aren't you doing this? And we don't do this, and we don't, never. And it's like, I can't handle that by myself, folks. You need to help me, and you need to understand that these spirits are going to come in here. A spirit of contention, spirit of anger, spirit of division. And we've had all of that at South Texarkana Baptist Church. You folks don't know my church, but trust me, this is all, we've had all of this type of stuff in our church. One of the problems with us having these types of things in there is that folks don't understand how to deal with them. How do you deal with stuff like this? Well, you just turn the other way. No, you don't. No, no, no. You, uh, unfortunately, folks, we've had that for the last... I've been in that church for 10 years, and we've had these problems all along. problem was they were not addressed. They were not addressed in our church, which is why when we went pastorless for a year and a half, we also saw uh, 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 people just leaving the church. They had no foundation. They had no roots in there. They don't understand this type of thing. And this is, this is, like I said, these are Southern Baptist folks that love the Lord, want to do right, and yet I feel don't know how to do right. I'm thankful for the fact that I was uh, uh, born again and raised in a, an independent Baptist church, uh, Larry Smith. Sister Carly, you remember him, okay? Uh, I claim Jeremiah 3.15 when Larry Smith came along. And I shall give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I could not question that whenever it came to what he was training me in. And I realized that he was doing this all along. The Lord was doing this all along. So these are some of the things that I'm having to deal with in our church as a new pastor. And I'm saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, when I say I'm a new pastor, I just got um, voted in two months ago. Haven't been ordained yet. 
and uh, I did get a license. Okay, a $2 one, I guess, is what they say. You can get one of those. And so you can buy them anywhere from what I understand, or at least go online and get one. Uh, but they will ordain me at some point. These are the types of things that this church, that has been there for 98 years, and at the end of September will have been there 98 years. That church has done well over the years. They've had up, upwards of 400 people going to church there at different times under different pastors. That was, folks, a different time. <laughs> okay? That is not the time of today where people just kind of go boing, boing, boing from church to church to church if they go to church. Okay? That's if they go to church. They don't place a whole lot of value. I don't know if you know this, Pastor, but people don't place a whole lot of value on going to church. Okay? Uh, this is one of the things I need to drill into our people. You need to be faithful. You need to be faithful Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and all points in between. When the doors are open, you need to be there. We have a lot of folks that come on Sunday morning, okay, two times a month, if they, if they need to, okay, <laughs> you know, if they feel led to, okay. Uh, I'm trying to get them to come Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, it'd be good if they could have their pastor there on Wednesday night. I work, and I, I can't be there on Wednesday nights, but we're working on that. We're working on that. And so uh, these are the types of things that, that I'm having to deal with. The message that I brought to the folks a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago, was this particular one. So if you would, turn with me to Luke 21, in God's Word, Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. You've all heard of this, you've heard this preached before. I entitled the message, Casting in All That You Have, or Are You All Right Today? See, one of the things that I'm having to deal with, with our Southern Baptists, with the people that are there, we have, we have an old church, folks. And when I say an old church, not just because it's 98 years old, but most of the people have been there at least 90 years, okay? Uh, we're <laughs> not quite, not quite. We have a lot of seasoned citizens, and I'm thankful for that, actually. I'm thankful for that because they do know God's Word. They do know sort of the types of things to expect. So when new things come into you, God's house, they kind of sit there and wonder, Okay, uh, we sing all the old hymns. Okay, we don't do the you know this type of stuff. You know where you you know sing one verse for 47 times and then you sing the second verse for another 35 times. Okay, now we do the old hymns and stuff like that. So people like that. This is the type of church that that I grew up in, uh, was born again and raised in, uh, and this is the type of church that I feel we need in South Texarkana at this point. Uh, Luke 21 verses 1 through 4. If you would stand with me when you have it in reverence to God's word. And for the reading of God's word, Luke 21, verses 1 through 4, it says, And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in thither two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for the opportunity to serve you this morning. Father, you know that I cannot preach. And Holy Spirit, I would ask that you preach this morning. Touch hearts where they need to be touched, Father. We love you. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, my mouth is dry. Sorry, folks. Um, This... In Luke 21, and you probably all have heard of it, if you've been around church at any point uh, in time, you have probably heard someone preach out of Luke 21. I want to give you a different perspective on this. This is not about giving, okay? So y'all can relax. This is not about giving, okay? 
uh, not about giving money anyway, okay? It's giving more than that. Remember that this is a lesson, a preaching, that, uh, a message that went to my church, okay? If you get something out of it, trust that it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and not Oscar Rodriguez because, like I said, it wasn't planned for here, okay? So remember that when the Lord touches your heart, if he does. If he doesn't, you need to hit the altars, okay? Uh, even before I'm through preaching. Luke 21, 1 through 4 says, And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting into their two mites. And he said, Of a truth I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God. But she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. Well, like I said, you're all familiar with the story. Jesus was there. He was watching. He was kind of observing the things that were going on around there. And he saw this lady come in here. We don't know her age. Sometimes I think she was an older woman. She was a widow. Okay. Come in and give all that she had. The other folks across the way there were coming in and dropping in money bags of money. Okay. They were just dropping in of their abundance. You've heard that one before. But remember the title of this message is, Are You All Right Today? See, these folks were giving of their abundance because they were giving of their abundance. They were putting what was easy for them to give. It was easy to give that money. Okay? They had been taught, as good little Jewish people, to come and give to the, to the temple. Okay? There wasn't a church at that time. They weren't giving to Jesus at that time. They were giving to the temple. These were Jewish people, and they were taught to give because give and it shall be given unto you. They understood that part. But that was the easy part for them. That was the easy part. Because why? They had plenty more money where it came from. The Lord had blessed them. The Lord had blessed them. But the lady that came and only gave the two mites, she gave up her penury because she didn't have more than that to give. I sometimes think about what it was that she gave. And I think, was she sitting at home that night and just kind of, you know, rubbing those two cents together and thinking about that. And so, man, and thinking and asking the Lord, Lord, this is all I've got. I don't have anything else. You said give and it shall be given unto you, and I need to pay my bills. I need food for the next day. I need to clothing. I need to go wash clothes or whatever. She was giving because she trusted in the Lord. She was also giving more of herself than all those other people had given. And this is what the Lord was looking at. Not necessarily the money that they gave, but the fact that she gave of herself. And those folks did not give of themselves. See, uh, one of the things that I'm dealing with there is with the Southern Baptist people that, that, that I've grown to love, that are good people, is that I'm okay. I'm okay. I came to church Sunday. Whether I needed to or, to or not, I'm okay. See, everything's all right. I brought my Bible, and I even read it a little bit this Sunday. We're memorizing God's Word. Actually, I learned that here, Pastor. Okay? I learned that here, and I took it to those folks. And you know what? People have commented to me, in all the years that they have gone to church, have never memorized more than Jesus wept. Okay? And we're up to like uh, 12 verses now. We take a new one each month, and we're up to 12 verses now. Okay? And people are memorizing it. Okay? They are. Because uh, well, I'll stand up here and I'll say, okay, who's memorized uh, uh, John 1 1? And somebody will uh, whip it out. Okay? So this is a good thing. This is, these are things that people didn't realize 
Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. This is another one that we've memorized. See, these folks for years and years and years have come to church and thought they were okay. But you're not that okay if you're not taking God's word into your heart. Okay? You're not. You may think you're okay, but you're not. If you aren't reading God's word, guess what? You're not okay. Just because you come and show up to church on a Sunday morning or maybe even a Sunday evening, you're not okay. Okay? There has to be something more than that, Christian. There has to be something more than that. And it's not just, I'm okay. You know what? I'm okay. I even give my tithe once a month, whether I need to or not. Okay? That's okay. We'll take that, right, preacher? Okay? We'll take it. But you know what? It has to be more than that because you want to give. And I'm trying to train the folks that you need to give. And you need to give. And you need to give. Why? Because the Lord wants the blessing for you. Okay? We don't need the money. Something that the... I'll tell you all something here. Um, I shouldn't, but I will. Uh, uh, our, our Lord has blessed us with money. Okay? Our Lord has blessed us with money. Uh, we've got close to $40,000 in the bank. Okay? Our treasurer, who has been there for 30 years, said, we've never had this kind of money. <laughs> you know, we can pay our bills and stuff. Okay, so the Lord is blessing in that respect. I'm trying to train folks that you need to give. Why? Because you need it. We don't need it. See, this is the thing that gives me a little bit of liberty to preach on giving. Because we don't need it right now. Okay, that may change tomorrow, okay, but we don't need it right now. So I have that liberty of preaching on giving because I can tell them, I don't need it. The preacher doesn't need it. I don't need a new suit. don't need a new car. don't need new nuts. You need it, folks. Most of the time, these folks were thinking, oh, I'm okay because I come and, and drop a little bit of money in there. Or maybe they even tithe, okay? We have a lot of folks that, that are faithful in that respect of those that are left, okay? And yet, are you Okay. When Jesus looked at this, the, the folks that were giving all that they had, he questioned that. Not the fact that they were giving money, but the fact that they weren't giving anything else. And that wasn't what the Lord wanted. That isn't what the Lord wants from you, folks, for you to tip him with the money. Let's look at something else. Turn with me uh, to um, Matthew 19. Okay? And we'll talk about, I'll show you somebody who was okay, or at least thought he was okay. Matthew 19, verses 16 through 22. Okay. Here was this rich young ruler who was okay. He was okay, folks. All right. But Jesus said, no, you're not. Chapter 19, verses 16 through 22. Look at this. He says, and behold, one came and said unto him, this is, uh, he was talking to Jesus, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep, his, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, now pay attention, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Verse 22, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, 
for he had great possessions. See, Jesus was telling him that you, no, the young man was telling Jesus, look, I've done all this thing, these things. I've done everything. I'm okay. Haven't committed adultery. Haven't, uh, what were the things that he listed there? Uh, Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. I'm okay. I haven't done any of that stuff. But Jesus wanted something else from him. He said, go and sell everything that you have and give it to the poor and then follow me. And that guy said, no, I don't think so. That's that extra step that Jesus asked him to take. And yet, he said, no, I can't do that. He walked away. He was sorrowful. He said, you know, you know I can't do that. But I've done all this other stuff. I've done all this stuff. Didn't commit adultery. Didn't murder anybody. I'm okay. He walked away thinking he was still okay with that. The conviction on his heart said, no, you're not. He went away sorrowful. See, that was the Holy Spirit talking to him right there. That was the Holy Spirit saying, you know what? You need to do exactly what that man said because Jesus is the Christ. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Now, Christian, let me ask you this. Are you doing more or are you okay? Are you okay this morning? Have you done everything that the Lord has asked you to do? Is there something in your life, Christian, that you need to look at and say, well, I need to do a little bit more here? And most of that, folks, I would say is just simply service. Simply service. See, folks, we need people at our church to do some work. We do. <laughs> pastor can't do it all. I've already told him that. Okay? Uh, their pastor drives the bus route. He teaches the Sunday school. He leaves the prayer meeting on Tuesday. He's out on visitation on Saturday. Okay, he keeps a full-time job. I need some of you folks to stand up and do some of this. I already told him when I get back from vacation, I'm not going to be driving the bus route anymore. Somebody has to step up. If the Holy Spirit is talking to you, do it. If he's not talking to you, you know how to pray about it because we need bus drivers. We need Sunday school teachers. We need people to commit themselves, take that extra step, and do what the Lord asks you to do. Do it in faith. See, this is the way I was taught. Once upon a time, I was told, you need to touch, we need Sunday school teachers. I was told, uh, well, you need to start tithing. So it all came from the pulpit. It didn't come from a man. It came from the pulpit. Because I looked at and saw that there was a Holy Spirit talking to me. And rather than be sorrowful, like this young man here, I just said, no, I will do what it is that he asked me to do. Now, I haven't been perfect in that. Sometimes I've looked the other way. Sometimes, no, he's talking about somebody else. And yet, here I am. I pointed that out to people in our church. I started there 10 years ago. Excuse me. 10 years ago. And you know what? I didn't run up and say, I want to be your pastor. The Lord called me to be your pastor. I started teaching a Sunday school. I started driving a bus route. I started serving. Never in my mind did I imagine that I would be standing behind the pulpit. Because I'm not qualified to stand behind God's word. Behind the pulpit. I'm not. But the Lord has said, no, this is who I want right now. Why? Because I always took that extra step. Sometimes it was in faith. Sometimes it was just, okay, Lord, whatever you want me to do. All right? But I still did it. Are you okay with the Lord today, folks? Or are you just okay? That is a question that the Lord needs to ask you. Or that you, well, no, I take that back. I told you this wasn't for you, right? <laughs> it's for the folks over at South Texarkana. But if he's talking to you, you need to pay attention, folks. I don't know if you need extra workers here, preacher. I don't know if you need people to go out on visitation. I don't know if you need people on, on, uh, at the prayer meeting. Uh, but we do at South Texarkana, folks. 
And these folks need to understand that I already am praying for laborers unto the harvest. I've told them as much. If you're not going to do it, I'm going to ask the Lord to send people to do it. If you're not going to do it, I want the Lord to send people to do it. And this is why we had six people, seven people at our church. Okay? They're not perfect people, folks. Okay? One of the couples, the young couple that were there living together without the benefit of marriage. But I cannot run them away. I'm not going to run. Hopefully I won't. Okay? They're going to hear God's word. Okay? They're going to hear it. But because it's bathed in prayer, because I've asked the Holy Spirit to move in their hearts rather than Oscar Rodriguez, he's going to gently guide them. You see, I was kind of the same way when I came to the Lord. Okay? I thought I was okay. I thought I was okay, but I wasn't. I wasn't okay, and the Lord has actually done something with my life because I gave him bit by bit. I wish I'd have given him all of it at the time, bit by bit. And I was under good training and under good preaching. But this is what the Lord has asked us to do, is to look at ourselves, examine ourselves, and say, and I want you to do that. Are you okay today? Now, are you okay with yourself, or are you okay with the Lord? I'm okay. Just like that young ruler. He said, I'm okay. I haven't done any of that stuff. I'm okay. I'm okay. Young people, I'm glad that y'all are sitting up front. I know y'all did that because y'all wanted to sit up front, right? Right. Okay. (laughs) They do now, right? (laughs) But think about that as you get older. You're going to have to make decisions, folks. You're going to have to make decisions. And if you trust in the Lord, he will help you make the right decision. Okay? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's one of the verses we memorized over at church. And so, but it stands in good stead that you and I must trust in the Lord. How are you trusting in him today, folks? Are you trusting in him for anything? Or are you trusting in him for everything, as our missionary couple over here are doing, as your pastor is doing? Folks, are you trusting in him for something? Ask him today, Lord, are you talking to me? Are you talking to so-and-so next? I think that you can all say is look at the message and say, Lord, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, it's that guy over there. Now, ask yourself, are you talking to me? Because if you're okay with the Lord, hey, tell you what, this is okay. This is a good message. You know how to pray for those that are not okay with the Lord. Okay, I tell my people that. This may not be for you. If it's not for you, you know how to pray. But the Lord has brought this on my heart, and I need to bring it to you. And so I'm asking the folks there, are you okay? I have asked them that. And if you're not okay, do something about that. And the way to do that is to get right with God. Okay? He doesn't want just your money or just what you think is right. Oh, I come to church on Sunday morning. You know, I'm okay. A lot of, I don't know about here, a lot of churches around there uh, don't have church on Sunday nights anymore. I hate that. I'm hoping that some of those people will come to our church, okay, on Sunday evening at least, okay? Uh, you know, but they're doing that. And so you need to be in church. You need to read God's Word. You need to pray. How's your prayer life today, Christian? How is your prayer life today, Christian? Is the Lord listening to your prayers? Are you being moved to pray at least? I hope so. Or are you just okay? You, know, you pray over your food. Okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. You pray before you go to bed. I'm okay. Think about those things. Remember what Jesus was sitting there looking 
to all those people giving that. You know what? He's looking at you today. He's looking at you today, Christian. You are never out of his sight. You're never out of his heart. You're never out of his mind. Never, 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 never. You think you are, but you're not. You think you are when you don't think about him. You think you are when you don't think about him. No, he never forgets about you. Keep that in mind, Christian. Are you okay today? I hope so. Who would stand with me? <clears throat> Preacher, do you want to do the invitation? Or? Yeah, go ahead. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, we very quietly consider the message this morning, asking the Holy Spirit to apply it to our hearts. Because it wasn't just a message for South Texarkana Baptist Church. Message for us. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to know that He wants to save you from the penalty of sin, death, and hell. And we want to help you to find out how He can do that. As we begin to sing, if you're if you want to deal with it this morning, then I would invite you to come. We'll take the Bible and show you. If you're already saved and the Holy Spirit has dealt your heart, dealt with your heart about something entirely different, perhaps something that was missing, mentioned in the message this morning, perhaps something he's been dealing with your heart already about, I invite you to step out and come. We're going to have a word of prayer and then we're going to sing, Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come. Because that's how we come to God, just like we are. We don't clean ourselves up and then hope He'll take us. No, we come just like we are. Because He's the one that wants to clean us up. Father, I thank You for the message this morning. Thank You for the burden that You placed on our hearts for Argentina. Dear Lord, I thank You for your word that dealt so powerfully with the needs in our hearts and lives. And I ask you to accomplish your will in this invitation. In Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Page 240.